Welcome back. This is the LA Cats team where we talk about all things church related. And my name is Allison C. Holt and I am your host. We are back with another episode of the Inside Source. Telling my personal testimony of being fought with witchcraft. Yes, four years dealing with the spirit of witchcraft. Yes, and this is episode two. I'm telling you, we are going to dig deeper and deeper. We just uh, scraped over the surface on the previous episode, but here... We're going to dig a little bit deeper into my personal um, aspects of, the, of my trial or my test, if you will. Now, you may say, how did you know witchcraft was being used against you? Well, in addition to what the previous episode, what we discussed in the previous episode, I can say that my life changed dramatically. Hear me, my life changed dramatically. Listen, I walked away from a government job of 23 years in which I was a manager, a branch manager on the job 23 years and I walked away from it. Hmm, does that make sense? No, it didn't make sense. After the job, well, I lost my house, I lost my vehicle, I lost my credit status, I ended up living with family members in a room sleeping on a cot. Listen, when I say my life changed dramatically, it changed dramatically. And I also like to add in there, I felt within myself that I lost family and friends as well. And listen, because of, now you must fully understand my dilemma to know exactly what I'm talking about. Listen, these individuals that fought up against me, that are fighting up against me, these individuals are and were people in authority. Hear me when I say it. People in authority with a title on their name. People that um, profess to have integrity. That profess to have in that profess to have courage. That profess to have character. These are the individuals that come up against me with what? With witchcraft. With the works of darkness. With sorcery. Incantations. Enchantments. Divinations. Voodoo. Hoodoo. Obey. Santeria. Yeah. These are the things that these individuals use to fight against me. Listen, I was riddled with anger, riddled with fear, riddled with bitterness and resentment. 
I had unforgiveness. I had abandonment issues. I felt a being, I felt like I was abandoned by family and friend because of who was fighting up against me. I felt as though they abandoned me because of. Because honey, it is no secret. If you know anything about me, you know my name, you know anything you've ever dealt with me, you ever come into contact with me, you know who I am talking about. So yes, my life changed dramatically. And like I said in the previous episode, I... Until this day, have never been given a document. I have never been given, a, I have never been spoken to. I have never been confronted to why. Other than spiritual implications, what God say. And we're going to talk about what God said about this situation of, of if not in this episode, in a, in, a, in a future episode. But listen, nothing that comes about in your life comes upon you unaware. That's what the word tells us. Nothing will come upon you unaware. Because God is in everything. He is the chief in command of everything. The enemy may feel like they are in command, but no, they're not in command. God is in command. He is allowing things to happen to you. He is allowing the enemy to come up against you. He is allowing the enemy to fight up in your family. He is allowing the enemy to touch your body. He is allowing the enemy to touch your mind. Whatever the case may be, God is allowing. Listen, in the previous episode, we learned in the book of Revelations, the 12th chapter, that Satan goes before God night and day accusing the brethren. So what is he accusing us of? Of doing good? Of feeding the poor? Uh, of, of preaching the gospel? No, he's not accusing us of those things. What is he accusing us of? The things that he feel like God is going to uh, become angry with us with, uh, uh, for or about. Just putting it in those words. Accuser of the brethren. He accuses us day and night. So yes, I was in, my life changed dramatically and I was not a happy camper about it. But I must also tell you, this was a trial of my faith. God wanted to work a work on the inside of me. God wanted to take away some things. He wanted to take away some characteristics. And he wanted to put some other things on the inside of me. He wanted to increase my faith. 
He wanted to increase my patience. He wanted to stir up the gift that's on the inside of me. He wanted to increase the gift that he's already placed on the inside of me. He wanted to show me the ways, the tactics, the plans, the plots, the schemes of the devil. He wanted to work on me. Take me to another level in the spirit realm. Make me more accountable of saying, I love the Lord. Jesus Christ is my Savior. I am saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost, fear, and fire baptized. He wanted me to be more accountable to that. Listen, let me tell you. Came to the Lord in the early 80s. Back in those days, you you had to wear your, uh, you couldn't wear pants. This is what I come up under. You, you had to wear your skirt down to the ground, your sleeves down to your, your wrists, hats, the whole nine yards. This is what I come up under. Over the years, that faded away. Learn that none of that matters if you don't have a right heart before God. None of that matters. Your appearance does not matter if your heart is not right. But anyway, so in my, uh, let's see, I want to, I know I have this somewhere, but any hue. I was riddled with fear, anger, bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, and abandonment issues. My dilemma was that the witches and the warlocks that fighting me, that are and were, are people in authority. And listen, the spirit of fear was upon me. And that spirit opened the door so other spirits can come in, into my life. And the original open door for the enemy to attack me was I was disobedient and I was rebellious. And I've talked about this before. I've told you a partial of my testimony that God wanted me to do his will and I did not want to do it. I wanted to do it my way or no way at all. I was like Jonah. I always likened myself to Jonah. God told Jonah to go bless the town of Nineveh. Jonah didn't want to do it. Jonah went in the other direction and he got on a ship. And if you don't know the story fully, God sent a fish to swallow Jonah up. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish until he said okay to God, until he agreed to do what God wanted him to do. Then, after that, the fish basically threw Jonah up on land. And Jonah went and did what God wanted him to do in the beginning. So Jonah had to go through something. So that's why I liken myself unto Jonah. Even though I did, didn't want to do the will of God according to 
what he wanted me to do. Yeah, so basically God has me in the belly of the fish. And also, full disclaimer, full transparency, God told me in the beginning that he was going to humble me. Humility. God does not like pride. He does not like haughtiness, arrogance, vanity, disobedience, rebellion, ego. God hates all of that. And I can give you scripture to prove it. But God told me that he was going to humble me. And boy, oh boy, did he not do that. Yes, he did. He allowed the devil, just as he did with Job, how Satan was went to heaven, was in heaven before God. I am telling God he's walking to and fro the earth. And God asked him, have you considered my servant Job? So God allowed the devil to come up against Job. The chief in command, God is. He allowed Satan to come up against his child, his servant. So God said he was going to humble me and that he did listen I've already said that I lost everything, house, car, credit, family, friends, whatever. I was sleeping on a cot in a family member's house. Everything that I owned was in a pod, a box, a pod box sitting in my family member's yard. Yes. That's where I ended up. My life changed dramatically. So you say, well, how did you know witchcraft was being used against you? Well, because the agents of Satan, the monitoring spirits, the individuals, the authority, those of integrity, courage, and character, Follow me everywhere. Listen. Monitoring spirits. Monitoring your actions. Monitoring what the Lord has to say to you. Monitoring what you pray. How you pray. Monitoring your spiritual life. Monitoring everything about you. Waiting for an opening. Waiting for you to have a crack or a crevice open so the enemy can come in monitoring spirits they follow me everywhere literally house to house follow me house to house job to job on my job right now street to street literally And in addition to all of that, I go to the store, they go to the store. I go to the restaurant, they go to the restaurant. I go on vacation, they go on vacation. <laughs> I go to the beach, they go to the beach. Monitoring spirits. Monitoring my every move. My every, everything. 
And guess what? In addition to all of that, they decided to use my attic, my crawl space as their monitoring headquarters in the house where I am located, whether it be in human form, whether it be in astral projection form, a spiritual form, it does not matter. They are there monitoring me. You can believe it or not. But this is my story. And these are people in authority. They watch me day and night from the attic, from the crawl space of everywhere I go, every building that I go in. If they can get in the attic or the crawl space, they are doing that to monitor my conversation, to monitor what I am doing. And I know I have some witnesses on that. Why? Because the, uh, the mindset of the enemy to destroy us, because the Bible tells us that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the enemy will do everything in his power to do just that. Now, by using these human agents, they're so... Um, pressed with, I like to say, call it taking me out. So, uh, pressed with taking me out, not realizing that their actions will come back at a later date and be used against them. Not using, uh, some, um, I would say I call it up to date technology to get the job done, but literally going into attics and crawl spaces of restaurants and stores and things of that nature, wherever I went, that's what they do. Yes, this is really happening. Yes. Actually, they are listening to me make this podcast even as we speak, monitoring what I have to say. It can be an actual individual or it can be a person using the practice of astral projection. Now, if you don't know what astral projection is, I... I um. I admonish you to search it out, research it. Now, according to Wikipedia, astral projection is an intentional out-of-body experience that assumes the existence of a subtle body called the astral body, through which consciousness can function separately from the physical body and travel throughout the astral plane. Listen. That's a Wikipedia definition of astral projection. But listen, honey, you can go to the B-I-B-L-E. You can go to the Bible. 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 4. Revelations 4, 1 through 1 and 2. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14. Listen, we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 4. Get your Bible, 2 Corinthians 
chapter 12, 1 through 4, and I will be reading out of the King James Version. Listen at what the Word of God says. It is not expedient for me, doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. This is Paul, the Apostle Paul speaking. He said, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body, I cannot tell, or whether out of the body, I cannot tell, but God knoweth such as one caught up to the third heaven. Paul said, and I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth, how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. So Paul is talking about his visions of the Lord. Paul said, whether I was in the body or out of the body, I don't, I don't know. I can't tell. But I was in the spirit. He said, I was caught up in the third heaven. Yeah, there are three heavens. It's the heaven. The first heaven is what we see with our natural eyes. The second heaven is where Satan and his fallen angels abide. And the third heaven is where God abides. Paul said that he was caught up into the third heaven. Then he came back and said, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. He said he was caught up unto paradise. And he heard unspeakable words, words that he, it is not lawful to even speak. So yeah, astral projection is real. We can even look at or think about Philip, the apostle Philip. When one minute he was uh, reading and talking about the word of God with a disciple. He went into the, they went into the water to be baptized for Philip to baptize him. And when they came up out of the water, Philip was taken away and he found in another city. So the eunuch saw him no more. Yeah, it, this, these, these things are real. So that's why I say whether in human form or whether in astral projection, but whether in spirit form, it really, it really doesn't matter to me. They are there. They are monitoring my every move. And why? Why, are, why is this happening? Why is it happening? Well, we're going to get to that eventually. Now, the agents of Satan, they monitor me in every aspect of my life, which includes intimate moments. Yes, I am being monitored in intimate moments. 
moments where I nobody should be watching. Let's put it like that. Moments when no one should be watching. But they do. Yes, they do. I, yes, and that's that's what I said. I said intimate moments when nobody should be watching. And I want you to know, please remember that demonic spirits are perverted. Very perverted. So if these individuals have demonic spirits or are influenced by demonic spirits, yeah, the, the perversion, the spirit of perversion is there. Listen, listen to me. It took me a long time to come to terms with the reality of demonic spirits influencing men <laughs> most of the time. It took me a long time to come to terms with that because in the beginning I was looking at my situation in the flesh. All I could see was man. All I could think was man was doing this to me. Man was doing that to me. Not thinking or not looking at it in the spiritual sense that man is influenced or possessed by demonic forces. I didn't think like that in the beginning. That's why I was so angry and bitter. And had hatred. Unforgiveness. That's how I was in the beginning. But like I said in the previous episode. Now that I have pity. I have pity now. Because of the consequences of their actions. The consequences that what comes to their house. What goes to their house. Because of their actions. What goes to their lives. Because of their actions. Listen God. He does not want any man to perish. He wants everybody to come to repentance. But when you are, are literally open doors. Opening doors for demonic forces to come into your life. To, uh, to come into your body. Yeah well. Some bad things are going to happen. So yes, these things happen to me. But not only did they monitor or do they monitor me, they also bring harm to me in the process. And the specifics to that, that's coming in another episode. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty of what actually is done. What actually uh, uh, the foul, evil things that are done through these individuals. Just to get at me, take me out. 
Yeah, we're going to talk about all that. Now, I must confess, before my prodigal son moment, I was walking. I was walking in pride. I knew God was going to deliver me because I was his child. And it was true. And this is true. God is going to deliver me. And he is at this moment right now delivering me. However, the attitude that I had behind this truth was the wrong spirit. It was a pride for spirit, the spirit of Leviathan, the king of pride, which God hates. And as I said before, God told me in the beginning of the process that he was going to humble me. Why? Because I did not want to do what he wanted me to do. So, so he, uh, humility was the next step. So that I would do what I'm doing right now today. Sister Allie Katz T. Learning, talking about the word of God, learning the word of God with you all. Teaching the word of God. Teaching all things church related. Who knew? <laughs> I was running in the other direction. But this is one thing that God wanted me to do. And guess what? I am doing it. Now, you may say, what opened my blinded eyes? This is the kicker. What opened my blinded eyes? Because I was like, God is going to deliver me. These people, they're wrong. I've talked to lawyers. I've done this and I've done that. Now, what must I do? Because these people, they need to answer for their evil deeds. This does not make any sense. Who do they think they are? Just because you have a title on your name? I am, I have rights. I'm, I'm a human. I have rights. This is the attitude that I had. Which, I'm not saying that it was a bad attitude. It was the right attitude because I do have rights. I have civil rights. I have rights as being a human being. I have rights. And to be treated as though I'm a piece of uh, paper under somebody's feet is absolutely not right. However, that is looking at it in the natural sense. But when you flip that coin and look at it in the spirit, listen. What did they do to Jesus? The son of God. Came down in the likeness of sinful flesh. To redeem our souls. What did they do to Jesus? They took it so far till they killed him. It, it, they didn't stop at uh, ripping out his beard. They didn't stop at uh, ripping the flesh off of his body. They didn't stop at piercing him in his side. They didn't stop at spitting on him and, and hitting on him. They did not stop at mocking him. They did not stop. 
they killed our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Nailed them to the cross. A man that never sinned. Never. Was nailed to the cross. For our sins and our transgressions and our iniquities. So who am I? When you look at the spiritual implications of a trial, of a test, of a calamity. When you look at the spiritual implications of these things, then you will say, or hopefully you will say, or do as I said. I said, yes, Lord. <coughs> Excuse me. That's the devil right there. <coughs> Casting dust upon me to go into my throat so I cannot tell my story. But the devil is a liar. I will cough drink water and continue to tell my story casting spells working witchcraft even as I speak on this podcast when you hear me cough on a podcast that's what's happening they're casting spells but anyway, let's get back to the thing at hand. What opened my blinded eyes? Because I was blinded to this whole situation. We talked about it. I, I didn't I didn't have the knowledge that I was I needed to fight up against this thing. God was sending me <coughs> dream excuse me dream after dream he was giving me uh knowledge through my dreams visions words of knowledge all of these things but i did not know what i needed to know to fight up against the spirit of witchcraft So my eyes were blinded in so many words. So what opened my blinded eyes? And remember, I had that spirit of pride. You know, God is going to take care of me and you're going to get what you reap. You're going to reap what you sow. You're going to get it because I am a child of God. And you can't do me this way. And I am human. I have rights. See, I had this mindset. Looking at it in the natural. And you supposed to be someone of character. And someone of integrity. With a title on your name. And you're doing these types of things. That did not make sense to me. But when I looked at it in the spirit. As spiritual aspect. It makes a lot of sense. So what opened my blinded eyes? What made me have that prodigal son moment? What made me come off my high horse and say, listen, 
this is for real. <clears throat> These people trying to take you out. And for what reason, I still don't know today. I can speculate. But I'm talking about, I don't have no documentation. I was never confronted. None of that. Well, this is what happened. The agents of the devil. <coughs> the witches and the warlocks. Those in authority. Those of integrity, courage, and character. Those that are perched in my attic or in the attic of my house the attic the attic or any house that I dwell in or any house that I went to sorry my friends and loved ones they were at your houses too if I was there they were there yes they were I hate to tell you this. I couldn't tell you then, but I can tell you now. Because God has released me. They were there to oppress me. They were there to work there with grab. They were there to monitor me. Monitor me. So, when their plans and their tactics were not working, because listen, years were going by. Years. Their plan didn't work. And I was not backing down. I was still praying, calling on the name of the Lord. Hoping that he have mercy on me and deliver me. Knowing that I know that vengeance is God's and he was going to reward them for their actions. Hmm. In 2020, these agents of the devil, they started doing what I call chanting. They began to chant. They knew that I could hear them. They know that I know that they're there. Why do I say that? Because I've had vocal, I wouldn't say communication, but I vocalized myself toward them and they have reacted to my vocalization. Therefore, they know that I know that they're there. And I know that they know that they're there. You know what I mean? So they begin to chant. And this was an eye-opening moment to me. I'm like, these people are really trying to take me out. They are, they are uh, using dark arts 
to take me out. They started casting spells, doing demonic rituals through words, which I could actually hear. The chanting and spell casting opened my eyes to the spiritual implications of what this group was attempting to do to me. It opened my eyes to what was really going on because I was thinking it was all natural, some type of natural thing that was going on and <clears throat> you can't get blood from a turnip in the natural. You can't get something for nothing. You can't find something that's not there. Hear me. Hear me what I am saying. But because through this action, I realized that is not why they are here. These people have went to the point of using dark arts against me. They're here for a different reason. Yes. That was an eye opener. And this is when I began to learn about spiritual warfare. And I began to war in the spirit. I began to look unto God, the author and the finisher of my faith. Because I realized this was spiritual. It wasn't natural. They didn't have to bring me a document. They didn't have to uh, knock on my door and meet with me face to face. They didn't have to do none of that because it's not about natural things. It's about spiritual things. And listen, let me tell you, I don't, I do not know right now to this day why in the natural, I can speculate, but I don't know why in the natural, why this trial began. But let me tell you, I know why in the spirit. And we're going to talk about that. But I want you to remember. Before I shut down this podcast here tonight. Or today. Remember many things. That the agents of Satan did to me. Was and is allowed because of their title in the natural and because of what God has for me in the spirit. Listen, hear me. The things that have been and is being done to me 
are allowed because of the title before a name in the natural. And because of what God has in store for me in the spirit. Take that with you. Chew on it. Ponder it. So what is happening to you in the natural? And why is it happening to you in the spirit? Think about it. What does God have for you? What does God want you to do? Why is God allowing these natural things to happen to you? Because there's something in the spirit that God wants to be completed or God wants to come forth. Listen, everything that happens in the natural, in this natural world, is preceded by something that happens in the spirit. So my trial was preceded by something that took place in the spirit. It took place in the spirit and then it, it came over to the natural realm. Think about it. Chew on it. As we get deeper into my testimony, listen. I'm going to be delivered by the words of my testimony. God kept me silent for so long. And I am so excited that I can tell, that I can talk about it. God said, go forth. He said, yes, you can talk about it. Why? Why is God saying that I can talk about it now? Maybe we'll find out as we go through future podcast and we get down to the nitty-gritty of what I have have had to deal with in the previous four years my testimony sister Alec Cass T is telling her testimony of dealing with witches and warlocks that walk around with a title <laughs> my God from Zion the things that have been done are coming from behind the back doors of the secret and they are coming to the forefront to the light. Here on Sister Alley Cat's Tea where we talk about all things church related. Listen guys, please like, comment, Follow and share Sister Alley Cat's Tea Podcast. Follow the ministry on all social media platforms. Search for Light in Darkness, L-I-T. Light in Darkness, Lit. Search for Allison C. Holt. And you will find me out there. Again, I want to thank you for listening, Sister Alley, listening to Sister Alley Cat's Tea and I love you and I will talk to you soon as we continue the journey of the inside source. Love you guys. Goodbye.